Welcome to It's All About the Questions, where learning to ask the right questions can help you achieve lifelong success. Now, here to help you ask all the right questions is award-winning author, international speaker, and business strategist, Laura Stewart. Good morning, afternoon, and evening, everyone, and welcome, welcome, welcome back to the show this week. As always, my favorite part of the week because I get to spend my time with you And this week is an extra special week for me because it is my birthday week. Uh, June 3rd is my birthday, and I I am so honored that a dear friend of mine agreed to be on what I consider my birthday show um, today. Dr. Wayne Purnell has agreed to be on the show with me because I love him. There is nothing about this man that does not lift you up, that does not shift your brain, that does not help you say to yourself, I do have success. I can achieve whatever I choose to achieve. So, Wayne, thanks for being my birthday guest. Happy almost birthday, Laura. What a pleasure. <laughs> Thank you, Wayne. You know, it, it's, <laughs> it's a little different birthday for me this year. I'm still getting used to them without mom around. But and in times of COVID and quarantine and um, all the chaos, that's happening in the world right now, um, birthdays are different. Um, I've got two friends setting up Zoom birthday gatherings to make sure that um, I celebrate (laughs) whatever that means in this day and age. I've got a friend bringing a birthday cake over. But it's, it's very different the way I'm thinking about this birthday this year. You know, I'm, I'm a little bit quieter about it because I've been struggling. And I know a lot of my listeners have been struggling, and I'm going to laugh at this. So you ready for this, Wayne? You and I were talking yesterday, prepping up for the show and just chatting in general. Yes. And one of the things I told you I wanted to talk about on the show today was this whole idea of what we've been seeing on social media, right? All these people seeming like they're hyper-productive, you know, cleaning out their houses, creating new businesses, um, just amazing productivity, amazing changes that they're showing. And I myself have been thinking, oh, my God, I'm not doing enough. How could I not do this? You know, I have a friend who's, like, redecorated every room in her house, including painting the kitchen cabinets (laughs) and redoing flooring, right? And I haven't done that. And yet the other day, um, I was emailing back and forth with somebody who wanted to interview me for somebody, and they're like, well, what have you been up to? And, you know, I just wrote some stuff out, and she's like, oh, my God, you have been so productive. And it made me laugh, Wayne, because I didn't think I was, but to this person, I was. But I was comparing myself to somebody else. And I know that's not healthy, yet so many of us do it. What do you say about that, and, and how, do, how can we shift our thinking about that? So two things, Laura. One, first of all, in terms of your birthday, I, I personally use birthdays as my personal new year. So I reflect on – I, I want to start there, and then I'll talk about the social media thing. Uh, I, I take the time on my birthday and the, the, and the week leading up to it really to reflect on the year that has gone before. I look at what I've done. I look at my hopes and aspirations. 
And I really do use my birthday as my, my personal new year, happy new year, right? So you've got a whole year ahead and now you set new goals, you set new sites, you set new, you, you, you lean into your aspirations. You know, your you and I were talking yesterday, your values, each of us, our listeners, our, our values have changed. We are not the same people that we were 20 years ago or 30 years ago. We are different. We have core values that remain, love, integrity, working hard. Those are core values. <clears throat> the peripheral values of everything from look what I can do to gosh, now's the time to make money to, you know what, I, I, I'm worried about my legacy to, hey, health is the biggest thing. Those values start to shift and, and we lean into adventure and we lean into novelty, new things, creating new experiences. So for yourself, you know, the challenge I think at this point for you is to look forward and to say, wow, you know what? I've had an amazing year, and the the prior years have been amazing as well. And this coming year, hmm, I I wonder I wonder how I'm gonna make a, an even bigger difference in the world, both for me as well as for my listeners. Right? That that's a little challenge for you. Okay, I'm gonna accept the challenge, and I'm gonna I'm gonna write that out. Good, awesome. Awesome. And now I'll talk about the social media thing. Right. And it's not just social media because it's everywhere. I mean, it's regular media. It's our friends on Zoom calls telling us everything that they're doing. It's not just on social media, right? It is true. Uh, Now, if you get a friend in a one-to-one, your friend will do exactly what, what you had done with you, which is, oh, my gosh, you're doing so much. You're being so productive. Typically on group calls or in social settings, people want to present their very best. And so they will do things that show what I call the highlight reel. Here are the highlights of my life. Ta-da! And uh, meanwhile, you're comparing their highlight reel to your behind-the-scenes reel. It's not even a reel. It's behind-the-scenes, the mess that gets to the highlights. And so you look around at all the stuff that's not done while you're seeing all the stuff that they've done. And you know what? There's a reality to every person's story. Everybody's got their behind-the-scenes mess. It is not ever a straight, clean shot to look what I did, whether it's cleaning out the pantry, whether it's my neighbors turned their garage into a gym. And wow. I'm like, <laughs> All right, well, um, I have some space I need to clean up that's been my storage area so I can just get a, a little exercise equipment in there. I'm not them, right? They're not me. They don't know that I've converted a a bedroom into a full-on studio, right? It's like we've each done things that are pretty incredible. And so, you know, what we end up looking at is what's behind the scenes or or what's left. These are the things I had on my to-do list 
and darn it, I didn't do them all. And somehow not doing them all makes you a bad person. And that's not the case, right? Your humanity isn't tied to the, the things you do. So, I mean, it's tied to your actions out in the world, but it's not tied to uh, whether or not your pantry is organized, right? So really the, the biggest advice is, uh, I, I call it comparison-itis, which is, itis means inflammation, right? So it's inflammation of the comparison gland. And I, just, <laughs> I, just, I love that. I just... Right. It's like, stop it. You know, we don't need to to inflict that on ourselves. Like, take a look at what you have done. And for most of us, our to do list is still longer than our done list. Okay, that's cool. It's it's you know, it's not earth shattering one way or the other, whether you get all the things done. Pick a couple. Pick one that you're going to focus on. What is it going to be this week? And. Did you make progress, even a little progress, right? So one step and then another step. And it's really about what's the best next action you can take, right? What's the best single step you can take, not leaping a mountain, but taking a step up that mountain. What's the best step you can take on that path? When you said that we compare other people's highlight reels to our behind the scenes that that gave me goosebumps Wayne because mm. I never really thought of it that way before but as you were describing the different things that people do by the way comparisonitis inflammation of the comparison gland totally brilliant you need to trademark that term <laughs> It's just absolutely brilliant. But I started running through it and running through it how my clients are at the same time as well, and I realized, yes, that's what we do. We're not comparing our highlight reel to their highlight reel. We're comparing their highlight reel to the to this everything else besides our highlight reel. And exactly. That yeah. to me is is so profound. I mean, you've been doing this work for such a long time. I mean, you have a doctorate in clinical psychology. You, you've written so many books, including my absolute favorite, Choosing Your Power, and then The Significance Factor as well. Brilliant, brilliant books. Um, you're a member of the Forbes Business Council. You know, you're on TV regularly to talk about a bunch of different things. And I, I think you just really cut to the heart of it right there. So... What is it in us that makes us put ourselves down and lift others up? And what can we ask ourselves or do to shift that thinking? We strive. You know, we, we humans want to be better. And, I mean, that... The reason that we have a listening audience is because we all want to be better, right? We're, we're looking for guidance and inspiration. And you, know, you and I both are involved in multiple groups that, that change and shift our perceptions. And that's what this is about. And so really we, we as good humans seek to be better. And in doing that, we look at the things that are, really good, you know, look at what someone else is doing. And then, unfortunately, we do the comparison thing. 
And it's like, well, they are really good, but I could never do that. Right? And the energy goes, but I could never do that. Right? It's like, and and the truth is, you could do that if that was your interest. You could absolutely have a clean pantry. You could absolutely have a gym in your garage. You could absolutely create the kind of space that that you're seeing out there. And and so the the key here is give yourself some grace. Because if you look at the things that you have created, those are the things you wanted. Right? Look at the thing look think about any project you just completed or the one that you're in the middle of. You wanted that. No one's forcing you to do that. And when you post the picture of look, I just refinished this table or um, <clears throat> look at this two-by-two two space of carpet, that used to be piled high with clutter. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Every little piece, if you talk about even clearing clutter, you're going to get to uh, others who have comparisonitis to that. It's, it's like you've got things that you're working on that other people wish they could do, and other people are working on things that you... Uh, admire. And if you really wanted to do it, you'd find a way. I personally, uh, I, I don't like, <laughs> I uh, true confessions, I don't like being quote-unquote handy. Like, I don't like sanding things and painting things. But you know what? My wife does. And so while I'm in my studio doing creation, I'll hear... <laughs> <laughs> I'll hear the project happening and it's it's awesome. Right? But that's the thing is I don't compare myself to her. Gosh, I wish I could sand. I don't like it. I'm glad I have somebody in my life that can do that and will. And if I didn't, I would and and the project, the completed project of uh you know, sanded uh kitchen counters or sanded kitchen cabinets if that was truly at the top of my list i'd find a way to get it done right so it's not like um it's not like i sit here and i go look at my neighbors look what they've done i sit here and i go look at what my neighbors did isn't that cool and so i can applaud them without having to apply judgment to myself and i think that's the biggest key we need to give ourselves grace. I think we oh, I love that. Grace. We need to give ourselves grace. Yeah, that it's just, it's time to take a breath. There is so much going on in the world, as you know, that, you know, this is, here's the thing, with with everything going on in the world right now, we've just come out of two and a half, almost three months of being told to stay put. And that in itself has felt like our freedoms have been taken away, which I'm sure is also part, a, a piece of uh, the, the kind of civil unrest we're seeing now, is we've been for almost three months told, don't do this, you can't do that, you can't do this, you can't do that, stay put, and oh, by the way, if you don't stay put, here are the consequences. And I, I know that in Florida, it's a little different. I'm out here in California, Northern California. Um, 
And at the same time, there is that sense of what I can't do, what I'm being told I can't do. And, and we look at that and say, well, darn it, uh, what can I do? You know, I must do something. And so it, it goes to, um, we look at our work, we look at our house projects, we look at all this stuff, and then it becomes a mountain. And it's like, oh my gosh, now this mountain, I can't do that all, right? I want to, but I can't. And that's that's tricky. That's very tricky. I had uh, Mike McCallowitz on my show a few weeks uh-huh. back. He's a an entrepreneurial um, support person. He's, you know, a best-selling author and, and all that. And he wrote his latest book called Fix This Next. And yes. it kind of jumps with what you were just talking about, this whole idea of, well, we can't do these things, you know, and our businesses have changed, our lives have changed. And he goes, so our natural inclination is to go, well, I must fix this next. I must do this next because that seems like it's the biggest pain point or the area we need to focus. And he goes, no, step back and look again and look for that outlier that's kind of pulling all those other strings. And that's probably what needs to be fixed versus the symptom as to what you're seeing. So I kind of hear that in in what you're talking about. And if, and if I'm incorrect in that thinking, let me know. But this whole idea of what I'm hearing you say is with everything going on, we may be seeing all these other people doing these things. So we're thinking, well, we must do that. But that's not necessarily right for us. Or maybe it is something that we've always wanted to do, but we've let get buried because of the shoulda, woulda, couldas that we think we should be doing. Perspective is really the key. It is absolutely the key. And so if you do step back, you will see, uh, you'll see several things. One, you'll see the themes in your life. I've been running around. I've been trying to fix this and I've been trying to fix that. I've been trying to fix this. I've been trying to fix that. (gasps) No wonder I'm exhausted. Right? The, the, there's that theme. There's the theme of they're doing so much better than I am. They're doing so much better than I am. I must not be good enough. There's that theme. Right? Then, then it's the, uh, well, if I can't do it all, I can't do any of it. And there's this sort of self-defeatist, oh, why bother? And then there's the, whew, everybody else is running this race. I've got to run the same race. I've got to run the same race at the same pace. It's like, no, no. No, no. Just because everybody is running a race doesn't mean that you have to run that race. It doesn't mean that you have to run at that pace, right? If you're not a runner, try cycling, you know, try, it's like if you're not, if, and this is all metaphorical, although there are, you know, now with exercise being a thing, it's, uh, it's also true, you know, uh, literally. But I think really it's important to think about the perspective you get in your life, step back. It isn't the next and the next and the next. It is the big, what's underlying that? And here's the other thing, Laura, is that, is that the, there have been gifts that have come out of the work from home orders, stay at home orders. And the gifts 
that I've seen have have been when I I work with one-on-one high-level one-on-one clients and in my coaching with these high performers I have found that most of them have said you know what I I was waiting for a time where I could actually step back and not work like I've been working I was waiting for a time where I could just enjoy myself and yes, I miss work. Yes, I miss the income, but I don't miss it the same way that I thought I would. And it's great. It gives us perspective. And my, my question then is, you know, when we ask the right questions, my question then is, well, what do you value now? What do you truly treasure? What would you dare to put time, effort, energy into now if you know that what you were doing isn't fulfilling? What a gift to find that out, right? That, you know, I'm on the path and I'm running this, I'm running up this hill and I'm running up this hill because at the top is supposed to be fulfillment. And when I get there, it's not what I thought it was going to be. So do I have to keep running or do I just pretend that I'm happy here at the top? And it's like, no, no. No, no, you get to you get to choose a different mountain. You get to stop running and choose a different path. And that can happen at any point in your life. And it's not I'm suggesting, you know, give up on everything or quit. I'm suggesting look at what has brought you joy. Look at what you've put most of your energy and efforts into during the past two and a half months. What, where have your thoughts been? Where have your, where's your energy been? Where have you been the most at peace and relaxed, even if you're actually doing a project? And how do you build more of that into your life moving forward? That's, those are such fantastic questions. I mean, I wrote so many of them down, and I'm glad that this is recorded for a podcast for anybody listening live right now on iHeartRadio. Um, in case you were driving your car or somewhere where you could not take notes, don't worry. Just go wherever your favorite podcast platform is or uh, to itsallaboutthequestions.com and you can listen to these shows on, on replay. So, Wayne, we're heading into um, the national news break at the bottom of the hour. And I love this concept that you shared of what do you value now, what do you treasure and, and then this one, do I still want to run up this hill? It, it's such an insightful question. I mean, I have goosebumps because how many of us are, are still trying to run up hills that don't energize us? And we can't understand why when we finally get to the top, we're not exhilarated. We're more exhausted than exhilarated. Or we're exhilarated for a second and then we go, well, why did I run up here? What's next? Why don't I feel fulfilled? Exactly. So exactly. when we come back from, um, from the break, let's talk about that some more. And because I think there's so much going on in the world right now that there's so much chaos. Um, there's so much grief and loss that I don't think people really realize and you mentioned that to me the other day when we were talking how much loss people are actually feeling, and not just about their jobs, 
but their sense of self, their sense of safety that they thought was Mm -hmm. there in in their homes, in their communities, that turns out to be a false sense of security because things rapidly change. Everybody, I'm here with Dr. Wayne Cornell, a dear friend for my birthday show. And he's, he's just one of these great people, an international best-selling author, and he's going to tell us when we come back from the break how you can get a free copy of his. So we'll be right back with more from Dr. Wayne Cornell. Welcome back, everyone. If you missed the first half of the show, do not worry because you can get it on podcast anywhere your favorite podcast platform is. And if you do listen to this on podcast and you didn't have to deal with the national news break that we just had here live on iHeart, then um, I'd love it if you would subscribe to the show and rate and review the show and share it with your friends because it's the only way that it gets found. I would, I would love for this show to be in the hands of more people to help lift them up, to help them shift their perspectives. As you all have told me that, that share with me and email me and reach out to me on social media about how the show has made a difference for you because that's what I'm here for. That's what I do. It's my love of my week is this time I get with all of you. And um, Dr. Wayne Purnell, if you missed the first half of the show, is my guest today. He's um, an Amazon number one and an international best-selling author. He's a blogger. He's a podcaster. He's a high-performance coach. He's a dear friend who's with me for my birthday week, and I'm so excited. Um, Wayne, you also founded the Starts With One movement, which I think is so brilliant and so needed right now. You're all over TV, NBC, ABC, CBS, Fox, everywhere. Um, and, yeah, I mean, you've even been in the New York Times. So the, the first half of the show, <laughs> <laughs> I just gave you how awesome you are, didn't I? <laughs> <laughs> but you already Thank knew you. that. So before the national news break, you talked about, um, that people can choose a different mountain or path, that this time of crisis that we've been in with the pandemic, that it's a great opportunity to step back, to think about it. Um, so much has happened as we started to come out of the quarantines that we've all been in. I mean, I would be remiss if I did not talk about George Floyd or uh, Ahmed Arbery or any of this chaos, and I'm a white woman and you're a white man, right? So I feel like I don't have any right to weigh in on that conversation at all other than the fact that my heart hurts so bad as to what's happening to our country and to the world right now. So how does somebody hold their center in the midst of, of this chaos, like not knowing how to help, how to step in, how to step out, what to say, who they are, because the world has changed. Huge, huge, important questions. And um, all right, so I want to say one thing first before we hit this, and that is when you you came back from break, you were saying, please share this, please share this. And I'm going to say, ask the question, of our listeners, who do you know that needs to hear this? That's the question. Who do you know as a listener that needs to be inspired just that bit more? Who do you know 
that needs to hear a podcast like this or a radio show like this. That's what we want to share. So, so please, this is a, a such an important, a, such an important broadcast. Who do you know that might also want to be inspired the way you are being inspired right now? Second part, Laura, I'm gonna, I'm going to challenge the idea that as uh, you know, you being a white woman, me being a white man. What right do we have to say anything? It's an obligation. It's not a right. It's an obligation. We must, we must speak out. That uh, complacency in the midst of injustice is more injustice. It's, it's more injustice. And I think that we must be the voice of, uh, of solid, logical, compassionate change and so how do you keep your center was your was your question for me and it's that again you know i used the word perspective before the break and it's really that it's what is our perspective when was the last time you looked at your life and you said um you know what i i have it pretty good i've never had to uh I've never had to worry about uh, when I walk down the street and pass a police officer to prove innocence. I've never had to prove innocence to people. Um, we live differently. We live differently. And I, I think that that we need to be thinking about what questions do our brothers and sisters have to ask themselves what uh, at what age is quote the talk given to our children and it's not you know the the uh, children of white families very seldom learn that uh, if they are driving they need to sit a certain way they need to keep their hands on, on the wheel. They need to, right? They, they're, not, they're not taught to live in a world of suspicion and fear the way others are. And I think that we need to be, um, for, for our own awakening, we need to be thinking about what questions are being asked of our brothers and sisters who might not look like us. I think that's that's huge, right? I think that's huge. And so, um, you know, there's this is a time to be paying attention. I uh, I've been around a few decades, and uh, I was a child uh, during the Watts riots back in the '60s. Um, but I remember the pictures, and we relived that just what 20 years ago and here we are again and you know i i think we need to figure out how to change the conversation so you know without going too much further down this path because there's so much commentary about it i think it's just so important that we that we look at what questions have we asked ourselves about our part in making the change that needs to happen how, what questions have we asked ourselves? I think the biggest question, if I were to, to stick with the theme of the show of 
you know, asking such powerful questions makes the biggest change. It's, it's what am I missing about this person by judging them as I am? What am I missing about this person if I, if I do continue with this judgment? And that's everything from uh, our, our neighbors to our police to our, you know, the people that don't look like us. What am I missing if I judge them in a certain way? And, and it's really, it's a matter of curiosity and exploration and from their conversations. And I have personally, I've chosen to reach out to, uh, to some of my friends to ask them what I'm missing in my own, in my own dialogue, in my own inner dialogue, in my own conversations with myself. I need to know more. And so I'm choosing to step into the uncomfortable. That's the only way we grow. So I, you know, I encourage anybody who's listening to step into that uncomfortable place and have a conversation that starts with where am I blind or deaf? Like what, what have I missed by living the way I've lived and by not seeing the way you've lived? That's an amazingly, uh, brave step and um, vulnerable, <coughs> excuse me, vulnerable step, and it's so necessary. We have conversations across uh, our our comfort zones, outside of them. That's what where growth goes. What kept popping up for me as you were posing those different questions and talking about this place that's like just weighing on on my heart was we don't often turn the questions on ourselves, right? Right. We are so quick to ask those questions of others but not turn them on ourselves. And, you know, the first half of the show we were really talking about, you know, comparing somebody's highlight reel to our behind the scenes. And I think it's the same conversation, that we need to have, which is what is our perspective on the conversation and, and what can we do? Turn it on ourselves. Don't worry about what other people are doing because it can feel too big a conversation, too overwhelming, too full of grief, too full of chaos. So if we can turn inward and ask our perspective, our, how are we judging ourselves on it, what can we do? What's one step we can take, like you asking friends and, and helping the conversation um, to understand where you're coming from to make a change? That yeah. can make a huge difference. It, it might, it might only make a huge difference to your neighbor next door, or it can make a massive difference in your business, depending on, on how you've been acting in your business, Right? Here's the thing, any, any change, if we want a global cultural change, this starts with one. Rehumanization starts with one. Looking somebody in the eye, it takes, look, it takes less than two seconds to make eye contact and to really acknowledge somebody, I've seen you. I've seen you. I looked you in the eye. I, I see your humanity. 
I smile at you even from behind the mask. I see you. I acknowledge you. One of the biggest gifts we can give anybody else is the gift of witnessing their life. I show up to be a witness in your life. That's humanization. It's humanization, rehumanization. And we've missed that. And that goes, that goes <laughs> from who are you seeing in the, in the grocery store, the, the clerk at checkout to, uh, you know, our brothers and sisters in the streets right now making their statements. I think that's so important that, that we do this one person at a time. I see you, dear human. I see you. It's an amazing statement to make. I think the other thing is that we talked about judgment. And, you know, um, in, in my history, I am, uh, some of my friends know that I, I like to be a little bit playful. A little bit? That's, that's an understatement <laughs> for you, Wayne. <laughs> You're one of the most playful people I know. Yes. So I carry, what do I carry with me wherever I travel? Curious George? Yes. I carry a, a cute little stuffed monkey with me. And Curious George reminds me of two things. One, to keep my sense of humor. And two, to stay curious. And the reason that I keep this little this little guy with me is that the reminder to stay curious is so valuable. When you live in curiosity, you cannot live in judgment. And it gets back to the question I asked earlier, which is what am I missing about this person? If I judge them this way, what am I missing? And now it's a place of curiosity and letting go of judgment. And when you look at yourself and ask yourself the same questions, even though they're hard questions, it becomes one of inspiration. It becomes a question of inspiration. It becomes a quest of inspiration. What have I been missing? What have I been missing about my life by going down this path? What have I been missing about my neighbors by judging them this way? What am I missing about my own potential by judging myself as not good enough or not having enough energy or not whatever it is, fill in the blank, right? That it's like, well, what if I were? What if I had the energy? What if I had the enthusiasm? What if I had the love to share bigger, broader? And most people stop because that's a vulnerable space. It's like, no, no, now's the time to go. <laughs> now's the time to break free. Now's the time to share that that you've got inside of you. We've come through a period of grief. We've come through a period of loss. We have come through, you know, the five stages that Elizabeth Kubler-Ross identified, the five stages of grief and loss. Elizabeth Kubler-Ross identified these back in the 1970s. And they hold true if you think about, if you think about where we've been and where we're going. What we've come through with the, the whole COVID-19 thing, right? Right. Grief, grief, the five stages, grief starts with denial. This can't be true. It's the flu. It's not, you know, it's what's so novel about this novel thing, right? So right. that's denial. 
Let's all have a Memorial Weekend party. (laughs) Right. Well, right. There's that. Uh, Anger is certainly there, right? What do you mean I have to stay in? What do you mean I can't go out? What do you mean I have to? Grr, well, it's the, and now we start to blame. So anger shows up as blame. And we blame the government for keeping us locked down. We blame the Chinese for having started it. We blame, and it doesn't have to be rational. Anger is very seldom rational. And then there's bargaining, which is, well, if only... And we're sort of kind of partway there now. I think we've come through it, but I think we're also experiencing it now, which is, well, maybe we can go to phase two or phase three and see what happens. And if only we could go out. And now we're seeing the CDC and the, and the World Health Organization at odds about do we wear face masks or not? Well, if only, you know, maybe only the people that have symptoms should wear face masks. And, and it's like, no, no, everybody should. Well, maybe this, well, maybe that, right? So that's bargaining. If only is bargaining. And, and what happens is um, you then get to this place of depression, which is like a whole quarter of my year is blown. A whole, like, I don't know what I'm going to do financially. This is, you know, everything that I know. I even just had a friend... Um, uh, show her planning calendar year, and she's like, I don't know, maybe I should just take down the calendar because none of what I planned is going to happen. And and it's like, whoa, 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 you you lost a quarter. We still have over half a year left in 2020. Over over six months left, almost seven months because we're you know we're barely into June at the time of of this recording, right? So right. We're, we've got seven months left of the year. The year is not blown. What do you want to create? So depression is like, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I don't know if I can do any of it. It's like, no, no. We all had a chunk of our lives and our plans taken away. That's great. And what can we do instead? And so what happens is with depression, once a little energy comes back, you could flip back into anger. Depression often masks uh, the the anger that you know that you've that you've got brewing, and at some point you get through it and you go, okay, this is the way it is. Now what? And that's the acceptance. All right, given that I've come through three months of my income going uh, sideways, down, <laughs> cut by eighty percent. Most people's income has been cut by 70 to 80%. That's a lot to deal with, right, for three months. That's crazy. So how do you bounce back, right? So now we're at the point of, um, uh, and I just wrote a blog post for those that are interested, Wednesdays with Wayne comes out. So tomorrow there will be a blog post called Licking Our Wounds and Moving Forward. And that's, that's what, right? So that's what we're doing is we're going, well, We've come through this tough time. What's ahead for us? Because this has been sort of when you drive through fog, you have the belief that the fog isn't going to last. At some point, the fog will lift and you'll be out back into uh, cleaner, uh, more clear roads ahead. 
So what do we want to happen as the road clears? Exactly. What do we want for our lives? We have to believe that the that it's getting better, and we have to understand that it's up to us to create it. Right. So right. even that curiosity, what do we want? My question is not what What do you want? My, I never asked that actually. Well, what would you like? What do you want? I ask, what would you treasure? What would you treasure? Because if you truly treasure something, if you treasured a garden you would feed it and water it and make sure it had sunshine and you weed it. And your life is that garden. So what would you plant in that garden that you would treasure, that you would fertilize appropriately and not over fertilize, right? Using the analogy of fertilization, we've all, we've all had enough fertilizer for one, for one year, I think. Oh, gosh. um, (laughs) But where can we spread all this excess fertilizer and make something else grow? Right. Exactly. How can we how can we get the growth that we want? Exactly. Exactly. Right. And maybe what we were trying to grow over here, and I'm pointing over to my left, my right, isn't working. But something we weren't quite paying attention to is just blooming amazingly. Maybe we should go look yeah. at that and just shift our perspective to exactly how things have shifted, how things have changed. Maybe something we hadn't thought of treasuring, now we can see it. And, and exactly. Wayne, I want to make sure, because we're getting close to the end of the show, that people okay. know how to reach out to you to get on your mailing list for your wonderful Wednesdays with Wayne emails. And you had offered um, a free copy. Uh, uh, you had offered a copy of The Significance Factor, too. The My significance listener. factor, right? How to move, how to, how to move through from success to significance and make your life truly matter. Um, spell my name correctly, right? W A Y N E is my first name. Wayne Purnell, P E R N E L L. WaynePurnell.com. You get the significance factor. You'll get Wednesdays with Wayne. Uh, I've got this great masterclass coming up. It is also free, um, and it is on the powerful presence formula, how to really step in and claim your life. Um, That's on June 26th. So you'll find out all about that at waynepurnell.com. And um, do come download your free copy of of The Significance Factor. I think it is a small book. It is easy to read. Um, I've written it simply, and the thing is, is that simple isn't always easy. I want you to read it in like seven pages at a time. Don't even, don't even try and get through it all at once, um, because I want you to be thinking about it, right? Asking yourself the right questions in, in the theme of this show. Just read it and work through it and uh, enjoy it, right? The Significance Factor at WaynePurnell.com. And then you said you have a, a, a course coming up that's free, the Powerful Presence Formula? Yeah, the Powerful Presence Program with the Powerful Presence Formula. June 26th, at, it's, uh, I'm in Pacific time. It's at 11 a.m. Pacific, so 2 p.m. Uh, and you'll find out more about that on my website as well. Uh, I, I love it. I mean, I love everything you do. All your books are also available um, anywhere books are sold, right? Yes. 
Yeah, or you go to WaynePrunel.com and look at the tab that says books. It's, uh, you'll see all five of them. Absolutely right there. Right. I, you've got dynamic transitions, a significance factor, leadership lessons from the road, choosing your power, your first book, and my favorite book. And um, I know I'm missing one. <laughs> I know I'm missing one right there, but anyway, they're all up on the, Wayne Purnell. The Way is is uh, is a book that I I wrote uh, a piece for with uh, Brian Tracy actually. Oh, that's right. That's the one I forgot. Um, that's in there. Yeah. So very quickly, last thought you'd like to share with my listeners? Uh, that the inspiration is right there. You know that you're you are responsible for bringing the energy that you want to see. You don't wait for it. You create it and you bring it because as much as we are aching, we also need to bring positive energy in order to provide that growth that is so needed. And so, you know, step into love, step into positivity and take that first step, that first small step. Thank you so much for being on my show and for helping me celebrate my birthday week, Wayne. Happy birthday, Laura. Yay. Thanks for listening today. And remember, everybody, the right questions can change your life. So what are you asking today? I encourage you to listen and ask the questions that Wayne posed to you today. And with all the chaos going on in the world today, remember, be kind, be loving, be you. Have a great day, everyone. been listening to It's All About the Questions, starring Laura Stewart. Connect with Laura at itsallaboutthequestions.com and download a free workbook that will help you ask better questions starting today.